Hey, welcome to the worshipcommunity.com podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by highestpraise.com. For great worship-related resources every single week, sign up for our list at highestpraise.com forward slash subscribe. I'm Russ Hutto, and today's episode comes from theworshipcommunity.com, June the 2nd, 2014, and it is titled, Prayer. You probably didn't think of it as worship, but it definitely is. Prayer. Communicating with God. Listening, speaking, sharing, learning. When Jesus sets about teaching the disciples how to pray or how not to pray in an ostentatious or pretentious manner in the Gospels, we are given the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6. A better name for this prayer might be the Believer's Prayer or the Disciples' Prayer because it is a model given to show us how to pray. Many folks pray this prayer by rote and have since childhood, believing it to be the perfect end-all, be-all prayer. And while the words are great words to pray, it might be a better approach to see this prayer as a model for how to pray, not a prayer that has to be recited word for word to have any power or meaning. The Lord's Prayer opens up with a declaration of who God is, our Father in Heaven. This sets the tone for the rest of the prayer. A prayer that looks to honor and glorify God first and reveres and appropriately fears the greatness and bigness of God. Hallowed be thy name. Then it moves into what is commonly called petitions, which are basically themes that run through the prayer and can be looked at as points of focus for us when we pray. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Out of these first few lines we get thy name, thy kingdom, and thy will. These three petitions move us toward God for his own sake. An appropriate expression of true love is to think of the one who is loved first before we think of ourselves. True worship is the same way. We don't worship ourselves. We worship God and think of him first. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Out of these final lines we get, Give us, forgive us, lead us, deliver us. These last four petitions deal with the here and now, and allow us to profess our need for God. Although we're able to bring us into the focus, the idea is that we are looking to God, the ultimate provider, to fulfill our needs. This reinforces the idea of worship. It's all about God, His goodness, His exalted and glorified name. And even though there will be times when we petition Him with our needs, the point of worship still remains. We look to Him as the provider, as the comforter, as the healer, as the deliverer. Lastly, the doxology. Most scholars agree that it was added later and so it isn't included in modern translations. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Although this seems to be a later addition, we can use it to bookend the model prayer. We open the prayer with a declaration of who God is and we focus on his attributes of greatness. So when we pray, it is an act of worship, especially as we pray as Jesus modeled. And as we look to the Lord's Prayer, We can see a great example of how to keep our eyes and our hearts turned towards God in a simple and humble act of worship. 
Jesus did say that his house would be called a house of prayer. Matthew 21, 13. Hey, I'm Russ Hutto saying thank you so much for listening to the worshipcommunity.com podcast. We'll be back at it again next week with another challenging and encouraging worship-related word. To sign up for our weekly worship-related resource that's free, by the way, go to highestpraise.com forward slash subscribe. You'll get a great weekly email reminder pointing you to some great worship resources. And visit us on the web at theworshipcommunity.com and join the discussion at theworshipcommunity.com forward slash forums. Thank you so much and have a very great week.